Thanks for joining us for this jolly jaunt into Verdant North. Dan tells you how to protect your wonderland from winter wear and tear. Caroline takes it inside to talk about happening holiday house plans. And Webmaster Corey provides chuckles and soft commentary and a soft heart. Welcome to Minnesota, Corey. <laughs> this is Verdant North. Here's your host, hey. Caroline Holstrom. Hi, What's up, lady? <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's been a little while. We're kind of dormant for the winter. See what I did there? Very nice. That's very clever. So big news. I didn't. I didn't talk about very much last time. Um, I got accepted into. You hear that? Someone's very thirsty. Oh yeah, no, that's a dog drinking water. So perfect timing, Ginger. Wait a And she chugs water. It's just not going to stop. Okay. Well. I'm leaving this in here though. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> Here's the deal, everybody. We are a zero budget production, and there are dogs in our lives. So that's just how it's going to be. We can't get away from it, and we love doggies. So that's where we're at. <clears throat> maybe one day we're stuck with it maybe one day we'll have a studio until that day you get to hear ginger <laughs> until then we're recording near a beautiful waterfall whoa <laughs> and who's this i think i think this is Corey, right hello Corey, Corey, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, introduce yourself. I am Corey Hartoon. Yeah, he makes sure we're online and all that kind of stuff. I mean, at least as a website. I don't know about the podcast. But... And I am here as a warm body. <laughs> 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 On a cold night. <laughs> uh, all right, so where was I? Oh, okay. My big news. I got accepted into the Master Gardener program for Hennepin County. Congrats. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody who wrote me a reference and didn't tell them what I'm actually like. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. But I'm really excited. It's going to fill in a lot of my horticultural gaps and my knowledge. Um, so hopefully I'm going to learn more stuff about trees and shrubs because those are definitely my own weak areas. Um, and I'm excited to just be surrounded by a bunch of plant nerds of all ages. Heck yeah. I, when I went to the first meeting where you find out who your mentor is, and I'm like, ooh, it's like I get to find out who my big sister is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was cool. There were definitely people our age there, and some of them came from organic farms, and some of them came from... Uh, horticultural backgrounds, and I'm like, I have an ecology degree, but I work somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> it was cool. It was good. So that's my huge good news, which is very exciting. Um, and then to, uh, I also get to pour beers sometimes for Bent Paddle. So today, as a treat for everybody, I brought in some Bent Paddle 14 degree ESB. Yum. Oh my god. It was gosh. delicious. Uh, it was so good. I did finish mine just a second ago. So yum town. Well, I brought two six packs, so you guys are fine. Go crack another one. Um, so they're 14 degree <laughs> ES- ESB. It's an amber ale. And actually, an ESB, an extra special bitter, that's what that means, is an amber ale because this type of beer was developed way before IPAs were developed. So everything was an ale and this one, uh, they put some hops in that were more bitter than anything else at the time. So that's why it got the name extra special bitter. But the style is actually what we call an amber these days. So amber and ESB are terms you can kind of trade interchangeably. So cheers. Thanks for joining us, Corey. We're, we're drinking out of cans. <laughs> I don't know, I, don't know. Mm, I really like it. It's really 
it's heavy in the malts. It's not very bitter at all. Like, you can taste some bitter to it, but it, it is pretty far from being an IPA. So those of you that are not into IPAs or bitterness, you should still try this amber. I was going to say, it's like closer to your prohibition style ales, actually, like where they kind of just like, we'll throw in what we can do to make this work because it feel it feels more like that like yeah. i don't know just full body lots of malts and a little bit of bitterness to it yeah i really i dig it i really like everything i know i say that all the time i really like it i really like it well you know I'm just... what do you hate <laughs> yeah it's a good question Your when it comes face. To beer. the patriarchy <laughs> what do you not yes. yes yes in fact don't get me started this is a plants podcast um, but side note, if you want to talk about anything about uh, the patriarchy, feel free to message me in Vernon North, and I will rant away. Um, but no, I love people, and I love beer, so glad that we can share some beers together here. Uh, this is our final recording to air in 2017, and we're doing a little bit less. We did less in November. We're doing less here in December because... We are obviously taking time to be with our families and live our regular lives and do our regular jobs, but we're also coming up with some new ideas around what we want to do with Vernon North in 2018. We've had a really good 2017. Uh, I like what we've done. I have this amazing team working with me. Thanks, team. And um, I'm excited to kind of add some more aspects to it. You mean get a better team? I understand. No. <laughs> you fired. <laughs> you fired. Good first try. Let's... No, 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 no. Like I, there's, you know, we're gonna figure out if we should do some more YouTube videos. We're gonna figure out if we should do some more interviews with different people in the horticulture world. We're gonna, we're gonna look more into some landscapey stuff. We're gonna try and connect with our audience a little more. Um, we've got way over 700 listens for all of our episodes, which is great. I, I can't believe it. And it's not all just me because I listen to our podcast just to get all the swear words out. <laughs> Cause I'm not listening for that stuff when I edit the episode. I gotta, I gotta listen for important stuff. I get like half of them. She gets the other half. <laughs> I know. I'm so, like, there's 10 more there at this time. And I like screenshot all of the time frames so you can go back and add them. So you've probably heard us swear. That's fine. That's just means that you listen to it when it's pretty hot off the press. <laughs> we can get the extra special episode. But if you want to hear that, and maybe if you want to donate to us through Patreon, we don't have that up yet, but that's considerable. Think about it. Think about it, won't you? Think about it in the future. Yep. We're, <laughs> We're not panhandling yet. We're not marketing just yet. But I, you know, I want to be able to reach more people and tell them how much fun it is to play with plants. So... We're going to work on that for 2018, and I'm proud of what we've done so far in 2017. La, la, la. Um, anyways, let's get let's get into some some plant talk. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> the <laughs> plant talk. As he, as he marks the plant, plant talk. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about some holiday plants, so... It's holiday time, it's Christmas time, Thanksgiving, New Year's, all of the other holidays. Um, it's awesome. I don't want to complain about anybody's cups and what frappuccinos are served in them. I just really like the fact that right now there's a bunch of plants that are appropriate and timely. So the four that I'm really going to talk about are Christmas cactuses, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to talk about poinsettias. I'm going to talk about amaryllis, and I'm going to talk about Norfolk pines. And you're like, hey, why aren't you talking about holly? Or why aren't you talking about mistletoe? 
Here's the deal. Mistletoe is a <laughs> mistletoe is a parasite yeah. on other trees. That's true. And it's toxic as f- <laughs> So please stick to plastic mistletoe. <laughs> uh, and holly is really, really pokey. Really pokey. Uh, there are some hollies that will grow all the way up here in zones three, four, and five. They may not look exactly like the holly that is classic to Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, images, but you, they're, they're a shrub. They're kind of a pain in the butt, and you have to have both male and female plants. So I was like, this is That's too high too maintenance. Much. That's way too much. Next, I'm skipping you. Get out of here. Uh, so holiday plants that are available and affordable and easy to get a hold of. Um, there's a few pro tips that apply to all house plants, and I'll cover those really quick. Uh, pro tip number one, always cut away the bottom of your decorative foil wrapper because those little foil wrappers on the outside of the pots usually collect water mm-hmm. and it'll keep your soil soggy. Yep. This kills your plants. You get root rot. You get nastiness. Don't don't do it. If you want your plants to last a little bit longer, stretch your money a little bit further. Get a little more enjoyment out of these plants. Don't let them sit in a soggy bottom pot because yep. nobody likes a soggy bottom. I think that's good. Quoting Mary Berry. Mary Berry. <laughs> that's good indoor plant advice in general. It is. And so that's like, hey, P.S., that applies to right now. I know they have these pretty yeah. <laughs> shiny, foily wrappers. You know, cut X's in it, or when you take them, take them yeah. out of that to water them and wait till they're not Ooh. dripping anymore and then put them back in later, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a good idea. I never thought, I always get them with, with the foil on the bottom. And yeah. they, you know, just like you said, they collect water or whatever. And I always just pull them out of the foil, but. I never thought about it. You just cut a hole in the bottom. Yeah, you just cut a hole in the bottom. Make sure you set them on a plate a or tray. a saucer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to f*** up your credenza. Um, so, <laughs> so watch out for that. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, next pro tip is, as with all house plants, don't put them right up against a frozen window or a drafty window. And don't put them right in front of a heat vent either because they don't like big temperature changes like hot air blowing on them or cold air blowing on them so that's a good way to stress mm. your plant out pretty bad i'm gonna we're gonna have to see how that goes because i got the place where that i grow all my plants they're all like right up against the window <laughs> it's a big window so we'll see we'll see how they do well, are they touching the glass <laughs> they're close to it if they're touching they're, they're the within glass. a couple inches i'll say that <laughs> okay well maybe you can get some of that like window barrier stuff that people yeah, use like to, the plastic thing yeah the stretchy do plastic the plastic thing, thing. Yeah. your cat's gonna cut holes in it uh and it's gonna look like garbage but maybe yeah. it, <laughs> it'll keep your place okay for a little longer <laughs> well that's yeah it goes you know it it's shouldn't don't touch a window like yeah. that's Although, it'll freeze freeze right? that leaf yeah. off yeah all right, Dan, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'll report back in uh, February. Um, okay, so my last pro tip on buying any plants in the wintertime. Um, now is not the time to buy a huge ficus or palm tree for your living room uh, because it's so cold outside it'll shock the heck out of your plants. So uh, now is a good time to only buy stuff that you can safely like double or triple bag so that they right. don't get hit by frozen air outside because you like on the way to your car yeah like on the way to your car don't go buying plants and then go grocery shopping afterwards and leave them in your car for an hour or two Mm -hmm. they're gonna die so they're like fish you know like don't or a baby (laughs) (laughs) or a baby don't leave them in your car for hours unattended when it's freezing outside 
or people will throw you in jail. That's not how this is. They're not like a baby at all. They're you can dope. you can kill. It's okay to kill plants. It, it is, is not, not okay. okay to kill plants. Not okay to kill babies. That's, That's not true. okay. But triple bag your babies. No, no. Oh, not not that. No. Okay, just checking. This podcast is going the wrong direction already. Just, oh, you guys, seriously. You seriously. Okay, let's talk Christmas cactuses. So these are cool. These are uh, little succulent-looking plants that have flowers in bright neon reds and pinks and oranges and whites, and you can get mixed colors and stuff. They're pretty cool. Um, they just look like succulents most of the year, and then they'll bloom around Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Easter, depending on if you have a Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Easter cactus, because there's three different varieties. And I'm not going to go into specific details about which variety is which. Some of them are smooth-shaped. Some of them have hair coming out their armpits, that kind of thing. So um, you, we can get into that later if we feel like it. I used to have a hairy armpit one. <laughs> <laughs> then you had an Easter cactus. <laughs> I made that up. It could be Thanksgiving. I'm not completely sure. Anyway, uh, these are tropical rainforest mountain plants from Brazil. They're actually epiphytes, so they live in tree branches. So they'll be like up in trees and nooks and crannies that collect a bunch of junk. And kind of like orchids do or air plants do. However, not the same type of rainforest that orchids and air plants that we see live. There's so many different kinds of rainforest, just so we know, because we don't know, but you should know. So know this. Listen, look and listen. Lots of rainforest. So these are, these are a mountainous rainforest plant. Um, they are, they like, a, they like some humidity in the air and they like sandy, dry soil. And usually this time of year you buy them and they're blooming. So when they're blooming, they like bright, indirect light. Uh, they like warm daytime temps of around 70 degrees Fahrenheit and nighttime temps around 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, keep them in the smaller root bound pots to keep them able to rebloom. Um, so they're putting more energy into their blooms and not as much into other stuff. And since they're epiphytes, they're not putting a ton of energy into their root systems anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Once they are, once the soil is dry to the touch, then you can uh, let them dry out for a couple of days and then water them again. They do enjoy a, a couple of days of being dry in between uh, waterings. So these are really easy to keep as house plants going forward. They stay looking pretty good, like succulents, as long as you don't excessively water them. They are a little tricky to get to rebloom. Um, so. If you want to get them to rebloom, these plants require a long dark period overnight of 12 to 14 hours of complete darkness for six whole weeks before they will rebloom for you. So even turning on a light or a lamp or outside street lights can screw up their nighttime cycle. So they also enjoy uh, temperatures around 50 to 55 during this dark period. So maybe stick it in a basement where it's just going to get a couple hours of sun and then gets a lot of darkness that might be helpful um i got the info from the illinois extension office i was like yes so good um everybody around this time of year gets poinsettias and those are from mexico they're in the spurge family and the flowers aren't actually flowers they're there's modified leaves so that it's not a flower petal and they come in actually a huge variety of colors outside of just red and white so at home right now i have a hot, a hot pink color, this bright orange color, and a lime green color. I'll totally post a picture soon 
Um, they were like six bucks a piece for a plant that's maybe like the size of eh, bigger than a softball. And they're like cool colors. I'm excited about it. And they're colors that I can stand to look at after Christmas, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and point, uh, sorry. Poinsettias are also toxic, right? Am I wrong? Wrong. 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 Okay. Mm. Common misconception. Yeah, that's what I was, was wondering. I know that's a that's an that's tale. an old Randy's tale. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not that old, <laughs> or am I? A young Randy tale. Yeah. That is incorrect. Actually, poinsettias are not poisonous. Your animals can eat them, and they might vomit, but they will not get. They will not actually be get, poisoned. Well, so, that's a relief to everyone and me. But you know what does poison your animals? Amaryllis <laughs> brings me to my next plant. Amaryllis, they're really cool. They're part of the lily family, and that's why they're toxic to pets. So those are like big ass bulbs you buy around this time, and they have blooms that are whites and reds and sometimes kind of pinky colors. But they're these mm-hmm. huge, impactful trumpet shaped blooms. They're wild looking and they're easy to grow. Like I got one from my grandma Brown when I was like ten years old, and that was. You know, part of the developing a tiny plant person. <laughs> and she was t- like, Grandma Brown had brown thumbs, basically. But amaryllis, anybody can do it because it's like a self-contained thing. Like you really just, you don't even really water it until it has a stem. And they even <laughs> they sell them like dipped in wax, where you just set oh, really? it and watch it sometimes. Or you can buy them loose. You can plant them in soil. That kind of thing. Um, they're really cool. They take like seven to ten weeks after the stem develops to bloom. So they take a while. So you can't just buy one right now and expect it to bloom by Christmas. You needed to buy it in October and plant it and get going. Um, as when you're buying any bulbs, you know, you get what you pay for. So when you go to the cheapest place to get them, you know, really take a look at those roots. Make sure they're not moldy and yeah. make sure the bulbs aren't soft and that kind of stuff. Um, these ones, you can get them to rebloom later, but they're, they're a pain. Like they're going to take a lot of time to really develop a new, a new flower. And you can't just like keep watering it. You have to like take it outside for this much time and fertilize it on this schedule and cut it back to this and then bring it inside for a dormant cycle. Yeah. It's just not worth it. We're going to file this one in, in the same, in the same group as poinsettias, uh, just buy these again every year. (laughs) just buy these again every year when they don't look good anymore you can try sticking them somewhere in your garden in a shady spot and see if they do anything cool but don't expect anything cool um some people are able to keep them going a long time uh but don't beat yourself up if they don't go forever for you because they are not a beginner level to keep perpetually um i want i'll see what how i do with my three cool colored ones but i'm not really sure and they're poisonous Amaryllis are poisonous. It's mostly like the pollen and the flowers. It's because cats are, and I think dogs are allergic to uh, some toxic chemical in lily plants. So just like Easter lilies, you know, you can't let your cats eat lilies. Don't do it. You have a lot of cats. Corey collects black cats. I do. (laughs) He's got like 12 of them. Three's Um, a lucky number. (laughs) They came in a pack. (laughs) 
All right. So the last plant I want to talk about is um, it looks like a little Christmas tree, and it's called a Norfolk pine. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're not actually pine trees though. They're not hardy to our zone at all. These are a house plant. They're also tropical. Um, they they're really low maintenance though, which is great. Like the only ideal condition pro tip I gotta say about these are. Uh, they like it humid, and they like kind of normal, comfortable room temperature. Mm-hmm. When the soil's dry to the touch, then water them, just like with your uh, poinsettias. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poinsettias. You know, don't let them get a soggy bottom. I've had one for a few years, actually, um, that came, like, spray-painted with glitter and yeah. had some foil stars on it. And I like to put teeny-tiny battery-powered LED <laughs> wire lights on it. <laughs> it's super cool. I really like them. So uh, they're one of the easiest houseplants to take care of because I did not pay attention to mine last year. I stuck it in the backyard in the shade. With a bunch of other house plants, I'm telling you, that's the best thing you can do for your house plants is bring them outside in the shade for the summer, and you just like hose them down when you're watering everything else, and they're it's great as long as you have drainage. Like they're gonna be they're gonna look great, robust. So I like my old one, um, and yeah, pretty much any house plant can be a festive holiday house plant. You just just put some ornaments on it. Yeah, just put dress some, them up. Just <laughs> put some lights in there. Just put some glitter on it. It's fine. Put a bow tie on one. <laughs> exactly. Put, put a or a Christmas bolo. A Christmas bolo. I actually, uh, so I decided to support a local greenhouse today, and I brought you guys little tiny Norfolk pines today. Oh. So here they are. They're just little guys. Oh, look at that. But I got one for all of you. A little baby tree. And these are safe for your pets, too. Riker's still alive, and he chews on all of my plants, so... Thank you very much. This You're is welcome, looks guys. pretty amazing. Thank you for a good seven, 2017. It's still got the cotyledons on here. <laughs> yeah, well, they're little babies. These are like little four-inch Christmas trees. They're little tiny guys, so they can grow as high as 65 meters tall. Um, Holy moly. They're probably not going to do that in your house, uh, <laughs> but, you know, stick them in a cute little, you know, coffee cup, and they are going to be cool. No problem. They would look great in a little nativity set. <laughs> Okay, take you take a picture of your nativity with that little Norfolk <laughs> pine in it. And then everyone will be like, Norfolk pines are not in, in right, the Mediterranean not, area. It's not with you. At all. Speaking of Jesus nat- doesn't like that. Speaking of nativities, all right, I'm going to get crude for a minute. My favorite thing about nativities I learned from Marnie Ginther when she was in Spain. <laughs> because she went to, what's the part of Spain that wants to secede right now? Barcelona. Bar- no, no, no. It's not Barcelona. Barcelona is the capital. Uh, oh, uh, Catalan. Catalan. Madrid is the capital. Yeah. Okay. So in in the in the Catalan tradition, all of their nativities have a little guy that they call a caganer, which means the little shitter. <laughs> and it's to remind you that we are all human. Like we are all gross humans. We are all imperfect, and it's it's like lighten up a little bit. And <laughs> I might also add, Jesus pooped. Why don't we all poop? <laughs> Do you think Elron Hubbard poops? Uh, no, he's just it just leaked out. 
in horrible, <laughs> oozed out in horribleness because he is a space monster. It, it goes in Soylent, it comes out Soylent. He's a sp- space monster, <laughs> but Jesus and everybody else pooed. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm done reporting on my like book report about plants for the podcast, and I'm like, oh, phew, I can talk whatever I want now. My, my part's done, so next we're on to Dan, and I just get to poke fun at Dan while he's trying to remember to talk about important things. Yeah. Come back from Jesus's poop now. <laughs> Jesus's poop uh, was used as fertilizer. Oh, oh. On, the, on the crops. <laughs> on which desert crops? Yeah, uh, probably grapes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my guess. Uh, the holiday season. Makes the me think about uh, the Lord's me. poops. <laughs> Grape poop. I I don't know if the Pope will sponsor this podcast now though (laughs) Frank is no longer listening He's like, f*** those guys (laughs) He's like, oh man, he's talking about his poop Oh, don't do that Actually, of all the the Pope Pope Frankie Yeah, of all the Popes Pope Frankie's really rad And he's like, here's how prayer works You pray about it and then you do something And I'm like, oh my god, Frank (laughs) Skip the prayer and just do something (laughs) You do it your way Alright, alright Anybody else can do it their own way But I I just like that Pope Frank was like You have to also do the do something part Like, I like that he, you know So He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He has a heart, a huge one. He poops. He's a pretty good pooper. I assume. Everybody does. He's a good pooper. <laughs> and a good pooper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is anybody I wonder listening? if that's... <laughs> I'm sorry. You know everybody. the Pope Mobile? The Pope... Mo- the Pope... Does it have a, mo- does it have a mobile Pope bathroom? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because it's like elevated. He just know? wears a space diaper. It's fine. I don't think the Pope would be... <laughs> would wear a space diaper. I think if I think he wants to stop and you know go into a cup. Oh, first no of all, you I know, know I know there You're are right. several Catholics out in Boston that listen to this podcast, and I'm gonna humbly apologize. <laughs> yeah, the Catholics out there, do you think the Pope blesses manure? Can Nancy, I, Nancy, <laughs> Nancy, are you still listening, Nancy? I'm sorry, Nancy. <laughs> Please don't tell Andy to hate me. <laughs> Andy right. and Nancy are my friends in Boston who listen and support me, and hey I just all right. Man, this episode is poopy. All <laughs> it's it's gotten to poop. Dan, what do you have for us? All right, so I wanted to talk about late fall and kind of what you would do. Well, late fall, winter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do for your plants to get them ready for winter or to protect them during the winter. One of the things to do is... Tell them not to dress like a slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely do that. I don't know how much it's going to help. <laughs> right? Those plants do what they want. <laughs> Put a cardigan on plants. <laughs> so, one thing that we don't think about... I think I feel like we touched on this earlier in the earlier episode. With permission. With permission, we touched on it um is that a lot of plants so especially evergreens so like during the winter right it's the air is really dry here in the midwest it's really dry air and um it doesn't uh, like the ground freezes Mm -hmm. right and we don't get rain we get snow so the snow just sits on top of the soil maybe it evaporates maybe i don't know people shovel it away whatever basically the long and short of it is or the short of it, rather, is that the plants aren't getting water. 
So if they've lost all their leaves, so much the better because that doesn't matter, right? There's no transpiration happening. They don't need any water. If they're evergreens, they do need water because they've still got their leaves. They've still got those little pores and stomata that the water is evaporating out of, especially if it's dry. Domo stomata, Mr. Uh, Quit clicking your pen into the mic. Sorry, I'll put it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, so, the, so let's he's say he's got anxiety. He's got to work it out. We all we all I'm have anxiety. Fi- I'm just fidgety. That's why we drink. Economic anxiety. Yeah, uh, it's worse than your burps in the mic. <laughs> just this one episode, though. Wait a minute. Pen, <laughs> you said pen clicking is worse than my burps in the mic. Are well, you she sure? Did. Mm, that's, that's debatable. Not like, it's not like He's, I'm giving you permission. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. if I have to choose... They affect different <laughs> senses. So <laughs> They make different parts of my scalp tingle. <laughs> Dan, get on with it. All right, all right. Dan, what's your problem? You were working up to a beautiful... Yeah, point. beautiful crescendo where I was about to belch and click my pen a lot. <laughs> so, so these plants, uh, especially your evergreens, if the wind is... If it's like really windy because the air is dry, it's especially like desiccating to the plants. So they dry out quite a bit. So one thing that you can really do to help them out is water them in the late fall when like right now we kind of have like somewhat warm weather. Yeah, it's, right? it's like it's weird. It's like 50 degrees some days. This is Other not a like typical post Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's weird situation. It's for, a little weird for the verdant north territories. Um, so it's really important um, to water those evergreens and maybe even your lawn. If you've raked up your lawn, which you should, you don't want to leave your, you don't want to just like leave the leaves on the lawn. I can, I can leave speak. it to beaver. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that people Stupid. don't realize is if you, <laughs> if you leave the leaves, if you leaf the leaves, uh, they're still there in the spring when everything melts and is wet Spring. and your lawn's going to like mold. <laughs> And your grass is going to die when spring has sprung and the leaves mold. <laughs> uh, like the sandwich you forgot in your backseat. <laughs> what the f*** was I talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm uh, just being an asshole. No so so you're oh, evergreens. Yeah. 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 So you need to water, water your plants in the late fall, especially when it's when, when we're having these like weird, warm winters. Um, another thing that's good to do is protect plants. So let's say you've got some of these evergreens, right? And they're exposed. They're like out near the road or something. And there's like salt spray and it's like the wind comes whipping down the street. They're just hanging it out. They're just hanging it all out. Um, You may have seen people like wrap up their trees with like burlap. You know, you ever drive around in the winter and you see those like burlap things? Yeah. Those are very helpful, especially for young plants, but they help keep the um they kind of moderate the temperature a little bit so you don't get those extremes they keep the wind off of the needles and the leaves and they also protect a little bit against like salt spray like Hmm. if they're up by the road that salt spray can like really kind of like burn the leaves of a of a tree so if you ever sometimes you'll be driving around and you'll see like a big evergreen tree and the side of it that's facing the road is all kind of like brown and it looks like it just kind of got burnt it's can commonly be by salt uh, salt spray yeah Sick burn, dude. Sick burn. <laughs> All right. Next. So we've covered we've uh, covered our our, our uh, trees. Uh, the other thing we might want to cover is like rose bushes, 
Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you heard about the Minnesota tip? No. <laughs> <laughs> no <comment>. Okay. <laughs> okay, so South Dakota, or not, not South Dakota, uh, Minnesota tip is... Um, Further, further north, especially when you get to like zones three and four, there's a lot of roses and rose gardens that can't survive the winters there mm-hmm. unless you dig the plant up because it's kind of vertical and bury it sideways and cover it with soil just for the winter to protect it from the wind and from the mm-hmm. sudden temp changes and then hopefully you get snow to insulate the ground too right because then the temperature right there under the soil is going to be just fine for them and they're not photosynthesizing they don't need the light at that time so then in the spring you have to dig your bush back up and set it back up upright it's called the minnesota tip and it was developed here in some of our minnesota rose gardens that's ingenious. I had no idea. The Minnesota tip. Just the <laughs> is tip. It, is it tipping as in tip as in you're tipping the plant over? Right, yeah. You okay. dig it up and you're gonna bury it sideways. Well that was like a pro tip. It's, pro, a, it's, a, it's a real double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a thing. That's a real thing. You can also if you're not in the super far like it, let's say you're in Iowa, you can also just put like a styrofoam bucket. Over the rose bush, like you trim them back, put a bucket over them. My mom did that with a lot of her rose. Yeah, went back when she, yeah, in Madison, South Dakota. So you know that southeast corridor, Dakota, Minnesota. Yeah, so she just put styrofoam, put some rocks on it, and mm-hmm. leave it that way for the winter. It protects them from the wind. Protects them from the most of the extreme temperatures. You can buy like fancy witch hat shaped cones uh-huh. at like yep. whatever hardware store, or garden store, or you can just use. You know, hardware buckets, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Five gallon buckets, like, you know what I'm saying? The buckets. Remember it? <laughs> the buckets. We all have bucket. buckets. <laughs> Bucket. The bucket lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, another thing that uh, you might want to do is prune your trees during the winter. Oh my God, you're so smart. So, no, most people would, would not think of to do this, but it's pretty much the best time of the year to prune your trees. And the reason is that trees, when you, they're very slow to heal over, um, because basically when you're when you're pruning a tree or when you're cutting a branch, the tree has to like produce bark to cover that whole area. Um, Plug it, it up, yeah, scab it over. And until it does that, it's vulnerable to pests and fungus and infection and disease. So the time when it is most susceptible to all that is right when it's freshly cut it's also the time when like if you cut it in the middle of summer mm-hmm. all those delicious tree juices the all, all the aromatics in those <laughs> tree juices are just out there and all the bugs smell it and they're like oh yeah i want some of that and then they go <laughs> they fly over the tree and then they like start chewing on it or maybe they just sit on it but they're carrying spores on their bodies or something and that's how a lot of diseases are communicated like emerald ash borer mm-hmm, exactly so, um, yeah, I saw that last year on campus. Um, they were pruning trees, but last year in late December, it was like 10 below zero. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. man, I do not pity those landscapers having this job. And they were pruning yeah. all, I think they were oak trees on campus or something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, 
why the hell are they cutting branches off of trees in December when it's 10 below? And then yeah. I learned, oh, it's because there's no juices in the trees. There's no bugs to smell any, you know, tree juices anyway yeah. and spread diseases. And it doesn't really hurt the tree because the tree is asleep and those branches aren't making food or photosynthesizing. So it's really it's yeah. smart. It's especially a good idea for plants like oaks in particular that are susceptible to particular, you know, diseases that are communicated by bugs. So like oak wilt or something like that, or like elm trees, you know, things like that. The Dutch elm disease is like carried by beetles. So anyway, uh, it's a good idea to trim your trees in the winter when it's cold and the bugs are dead. Don't use paint like there's tree paint that you can get to like seal over the wound Mm -hmm. that's a bad idea pretty much it's been uh, determined that every time people do that what you're doing unless you're like you know pouring it on as you're cutting you're sealing like whatever is in the air onto the tree so if there's spores or if there's something in the air you're just like guaranteeing that it's going to get the opportunity to infect the tree (laughs) you're just sealing them in exactly (laughs) So that's that's a bad idea. So I'm just going to put my booger into this pickle jar and screw <laughs> it on tight. Gross. Gross. Um, the only other thing I was going to um, touch on was that when we have these like weird warming spells where, let's say, in the middle of January, it'll warm up to like 60 degrees or something. I think that happened last year uh, up here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be a good idea to... Um, do things like the burlap or the buckets or whatever to kind of insulate your plants to prevent them from warming up or maybe like cover them from the sun so that they don't get heat. If it's like we're going to have like a great sunny day and it's going to be 45, Mm -hmm. maybe cover them up so that they don't get like that full on thawing action from the sun because it can pull them out of dormancy. And if they wake up from dormancy for like a day or two days and they start budding or they start, you know, kind of getting ready for spring mm-hmm. and then like bam they're hit with like 10 below the next day like that's so much stress sometimes it can kill the plant outright but it'll for sure like kill the buds and whatever stuff that it makes so if you if you were going to try and get apples that year you, you're, you're not screwed yep yep <sighs> so <laughs> so there's that yeah <laughs> It's been really weird. We did have a question submitted online by Gab. She says, I have succulents in an outdoor rock garden. They're hardy to my zone, but we may not have adequate snow cover or precipitation this winter to keep the roots happy. What can I use to cover and retain moisture if there's not enough snow? Um, So, you know, these are hardy succulents. They're already used to being droughty Mm -hmm. and surviving without being watered. Mm Mm-hmm. They are in well-draining soil in a rock garden. Um, and so what I, what I thought is as long as the drainage is fine, since these are succulents, these are, this is a little different ballgame. These are zero-scape plants. Yep. So these are, these are plants that can handle dryness and abuse, and they can go down to like minus 10, minus 20 degrees. So I'm thinking that... If you were really worried, you could hose them down maybe once. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, they're probably going to be fine. Yeah. I would say if you're super worried, you could maybe put cover them with leaves or something. Or, like, whatever debris 
might be around. The only issue is you want to make sure you clear that away first thing in spring. Right, because something that kills succulents is overwatering or getting soggy and moldy. So Mm -hmm. that's like the bigger killer um, rather than insulation. So don't worry about the insulation part. Can they dry out and get completely desiccated over the winter? I think I think they're probably going to be okay. Yeah. So that's my gamble. That's where I'm placing my money. Uh, if you want to do an experiment, cover, like, let's say you have 10, cover three or four of them with leaves. Yeah. Water two or three of them, and then let the other ones die Chill. a miserable death. And then we'll, <laughs> then you'll know going forward. <laughs> tell us, too. Or, let us know. Or, you know, here's the other suggestion. This might need to be a Hunger Games survival of the fittest situation <laughs> where you're like, okay, we don't know what our winters are going to be like going forward into the future. So how often do you want to have to baby these plants in the wintertime? Um, just see what survives, and maybe that's a species or a variety that you can do a lot more work with in the future. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to bet that you're going to be fine. These plants are totally used to abuse, and um, they're not apple trees. They're not pine trees. They're not huge organisms. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. And they're going to look a little rough in the wintertime anyway. Like, don't take what they look like right now as an indication of their health, because they're probably kind of dormant anyway. That's my That's my two cents. I'm sticking to it. I think those are good sense. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and I think that's a great place to leave off. I that, think we hit our time limit. That's it. All right. That's a baby. Roll the credits. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at, at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at, at verdantnorth. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. That's verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Music. Please don't forget to like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. As always, the more you do these things, the more visible we become, and it always helps us out. We want to grow. Come on, guys. We want to be like plants, and we don't want to die. It's not okay <laughs> if we die. Uh, but please, again, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud, our host. Thank you. And you can find Caroline Holstrom on Twitter at, at Miss. Zero line at Miss O line, and you can find Dan Hudson. Uh, oh, on Facebook, Twitter, oh, you can find Dan finding you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. He, he wrote I should, this, have, should he, have given that to you beforehand. Yeah, a long time ago. It's fine. Dan, Dan's creeping on you. That's all he's doing. I'm creepy. That's he's the creeping point of the on joke. you. Yeah, that's. Uh, you can find our drink specialist uh, Nikki Lyons on Instagram at November Blue B L U eighty three, and you can find our webmaster Corey Hartung on Twitter at at Corey Hartung, how it spells C-O-R-Y-H-A-R-T-U-N-G And he is always here helping us out And you can it's, find me it's, on how? It's, it's Hartoon Hartoon? Hartung, Hartoon It's Hartoon You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at, at Marlon underscore Rando You can also hear me on the Scatter Podcast Which we, our last episode actually finally went up With Caroline on there with my wife uh, you can hear a lot of very, very personal information about me that no one should ever know. Uh, but I let it be there anyways, because who knows? Um, you can also hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, again, special thanks to Bree Edisted and
and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. Extras big spank, big spanks. Thanks to Webmaster Corey Hartung. We're gonna spank him later. That's what I'm trying to say. With permission. Yeah, he said yes. He wrote a consent form. Uh, our maker around the web, and as always, thanks to Minneapolis band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes, follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube, and listen to them on art and their arch rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcap YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and always remember. It's okay, it's okay to, okay kill, to plants. kill plants. Totally fine. Just try it. Try it out. It's easier now. <laughs> <laughs>